Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm excited today to continue in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and we're going to be looking at verse 16, probably go down through verse number 22. We'll see. We might get hung up on one of these short verses, but I love this section of Bible. It's just a, It just stands out. It's amazing. Short, stiletto, but powerful statements. They stand alone, and they're like little sentence sermons, and we'll look at some of these today, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Now, while you're finding your place there, let me invite you to visit Help for Today. The, ep- the web address is help, the number four, today.org helpfortoday.org this website is a free resource put together by North Valley Baptist Church and Golden State Baptist College this website is filled with articles helps free materials that'll be a blessing to the Christian life everything about the website is totally free go there and whatever you want to research whatever you want to study whatever topic it is you're interested in type it in and you'll find an article no doubt just for that topic now another thing I'd like for you to do is subscribe what you do is you go to the website will be a pop-up box appear it'll have a little blank there type your email address in that blank box and hit the subscribe button don't get nervous it won't cost you anything it's totally free Now, when you hit subscribe, it puts you on the email list. And what we'll do is we'll send you an article every day right to your email. I use those in my own Bible study. The email comes to me about 6 in the morning, sometimes 6.30 in the morning, and I'll be reading my Bible and drinking my coffee. And right when I'm done with my Bible reading, I'll get that article, and I'll pull up the article, and I'll use the article as a devotional. People ask me quite often for devotional recommendations. Do I have a devotional? Do you read a devotional? And I've written one, and I have others, but here's the thing. You buy a devotional book and read it, then you've you've read it. You've done, uh, uh, you've done read it. That's good English, but, but it's done. That's what I was trying to say. It's done. It's finished. But these articles are new every day. You never exhaust them. They never wear themselves out. And I believe you'll enjoy help for today. Uh, we have so many subscribers, thousands of them already getting it, but I want you to be a part of that family as well. So go visit help the number four helpfortoday.org or search help for today without any spaces and you'll find the website that way as well. All right, here we are in 1 Thessalonians. Now, the last chapter, chapter 4 and now chapter 5 have been encouraging the Thessalonians and you and I as well that Jesus is coming. And thank God for that truth. You know, I'm afraid that we've gotten away from preaching that. If you listen to preachers from a generation ago, they had several themes that it seems like they hit on over and over. Uh, I would hear them preach and on, on, on recording, on MP3, whatever, and, and they'd be preaching on uh, the Scriptures, on the King James Bible. They would hit that. They would preach on soul winning, personal evangelism, and thank God for that emphasis. That's been a hallmark of the independent Baptist movement, uh, soul winning, personal soul winning. They would hit on separation, Oh my, yes, that we ought to live live different than the culture around us, that we ought to look different than the world around us, that we ought to live a life that's 
pleasing to God, a consecrated, separated, distinct life. And they would preach on that. Uh, they would preach on, uh, let's see, what else would they preach on? They'd preach on uh, the sanctuary, if you were the local church. They'd preach on all these different things, taking a stand for God. But one of the themes they'd preach on regularly was the second coming, and specifically the rapture of the church. And I want you to understand something. Rapture is right around the corner. There is nothing standing between you, me, and Jesus coming. He could come at any moment. In the twinkling of an eye, the trumpet could sound, the skies will roll back like a scroll, the Lord shall descend, and you and I will ascend. <coughs> Excuse me there. And uh, trust me, I don't have any kind of virus. It's just some dust here in the radio room. Oh, my. But the Lord will come for us. And uh, it could happen at any moment. He's coming soon. We'll lose all gravitation, and we'll go up to meet the Lord in the air. It's just going to happen. And he tells us, comfort one another with these words. And then verse 11 of chapter 5, comfort yourselves together. That ought to be a comforting truth that Christ is coming for us. And then we read about after the rapture comes a time of tribulation. And it's going to be a time like never seen before on this earth. You think it's bad now? Wait till that happens. Whenever him that leadeth is gone, whenever the Holy Spirit is taken out, and the devil, the Antichrist, has his way here on earth. Can you imagine? The Bible talks about blood up to the horse's bridle during the battle of Armageddon. The Bible talks about famine and death and pestilence and all these things during that tribulation period. A horrible time. But thank God for the Christian. We're not going to go through that. We're looking forward to rapture, not wrath. All right? Now, let's begin here in verse 16, these sentence sermons. Paul is giving us some charges, giving the Thessalonians some charges for the last day. These things ought to characterize my Christian life and your Christian life on the brink of rapture. That's right. While we live right here on the cusp of Christ's coming, these ought to characterize the Christian life. Number one, verse 16, rejoice evermore. Oh, my. You know, that goes against the grain, doesn't it? The Bible says rejoice evermore. In the last days, perilous times shall come. So what should we do? Rejoice. It's going to wax worse and worse. What should we do? Rejoice. It's going to get harder and harder. What should we do? Rejoice. There's going to be persecution. What should we do? Rejoice. We're going to be slandered and hated. What should we do? Rejoice. Sin will abound more and more. What should we do? Rejoice. You and I as Christians ought not be set by circumstance, but set by truth. And thank God circumstance where ebbs and flows and goes up and down, but truth is, uh, is standing and always stands. And you and I have the Bible command, rejoice evermore. Not rejoicing because of what's on the outside, but rejoicing because of who resides on the inside. Jesus, thank God for salvation. And you and I are to rejoice evermore in the last days. In perilous times, when it waxes worse and worse, here's the Bible command, rejoice evermore. All right, number two, this ought to characterize the Christian life in the last days. Pray without ceasing. What is it going to take to drive the Christian to prayer? If what we're seeing in our world today is not enough to motivate you and I to beg God to intervene, to beg God for relief, to beg God for revival, I don't know what it's going to take. If this isn't enough to motivate the Christian to pray without ceasing, this is a characteristic of a Christian living on the, on the cusp of Christ's coming, that we pray without ceasing. You say, but I don't have time to pray. Listen, you don't have, uh, listen, I, I don't have time not to pray. 
You don't have time not to pray. You say, but I can't block off 24-7 to, to get in a closet, bow my head, and be in silent prayer. You can have an attitude of prayer, friend, every minute of the day. You can walk through life in a life of prayer. You ch- you just can. Pray without ceasing. Billy Sunday would walk down the street, pray. Uh, you can walk through the aisle of Walmart and pray. All right, verse 18, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. What's the will of God? That you'd be thankful. An attitude of gratitude ought to characterize the Christian living on the cusp of Christ's coming. The rapture is right around the corner. What should you do? You ought to give thanks. That's right. You ought to thank God for every day. You ought to thank God for every breath. You ought to thank God for every opportunity. You ought to thank God for every meal. You ought to thank God for your family. Thank God for your church. Thank God for your freedom. Thank God for your Bible. Thank Thank God for salvation. Thank God for heaven and run the list and thank God. That's his will for my life and yours. Number 19, verse 19. Here it is. Quench not the spirit. Oh, you and I living on the cusp of Christ's coming ought not quench the Spirit. We ought to be filled with the Spirit, yielded to the Spirit, led by the Holy Ghost of God. Don't silence the Spirit. You need to hear His voice, and I need to hear His voice. Number 20, despise not prophesying. That means fall in love with preaching. Hallelujah, love preaching, listen to preaching, take preaching, adhere to preaching, follow preaching, listen, obey, prophesying. That means preaching, despise it not. That means don't skip church, don't tune out the preacher. That's right, make sure you listen. Verse 21, prove all things. What's that mean? Have discernment. Don't listen to every voice. Don't read every blog Don't follow every person that comes along your social media and says they are worth a follow. No. Prove all things. Don't listen to every politician. Oh, my. Prove all things. Then it says hold fast that which is good. As you're proving those things, chuck out the bad. Hold on to that which is good. Verse 23, our last sentence sermon, abstain from all appearance of evil. Live a life above reproach. Live a life pleasing to God. Live a life that shines a light in a dark world. Well, those are verse 16 through verse number 22 here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Make sure you tune in next broadcast. We'll pick up in verse 23, and uh, we'll finish out maybe this uh, book of the Bible next broadcast. Until then, you just keep praying for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.